Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. Our show is a great way to expand your village and fill your parental toolbox with as many resources as possible. I'm Genevieve Kyle, and I'm your host here on Parent Talk, as well as on Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk New French Edition. I'm 43-year-old, and I'm a mom of two boys, Alexandre, who is getting close to three, and Nathan, who is one-year-old. Today, we are talking about how can we transform meal into a positive experience. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather Fox. I am the co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old and I have two little ones. My son Hudson is two and a half years old and Madeline is four months. I'm Anne-Marie Rideout, owner of Wellfed Studio located in North Vancouver. Um, we offer a healthy school lunch program to local elementary schools and kids and teens cooking camps, as well as ready to, ready to cook meals to go for busy people. Um, my kids, I have two, uh, 13 year old twins. And, um, so we're very, very busy as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they're a bit older, different, different scenario, but, um, and then My background is in nutrition. I took nutrition at the University of Guelph as a nutritional science there. And um, then later went into the food industry and then product development and uh, purchasing and business development um, prior to um, starting up Wolfette. Well, thank you, Anne-Marie, and thank you, Heather, for being here. So, Anne-Marie, how can I get my child to the table without drama? It's important, I believe, to have regular snacks and meal times um, to keep the blood sugars even, as well as creating expectations on when to eat, especially for little ones. Um, so that structure and schedule really helps them keeping, you know, like I said, the blood sugar even, and also knowing when to expect when to eat. Um, try and make it a family affair. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about this later, but you know. Um, turning off electronics and things like that, um, and giving them, we were talking about too, this is that for little ones, giving them, you know, you've got five minutes left or so on and forth. Um, for my kids, we actually, you know, they're older. Um, so actually not allowing it, um, after school and things like that, and only having it on a special night when they've, you know, done all their homework or something along those lines, because it is very difficult to get them off it <laughs> and they'll sneak it. <laughs> they're, they're smart. Um, uh, be pr- present with them at mealtime and ask questions about their day, um, have fun. Uh, put soft, relaxing music on. Um, oh, I didn't mention this before, but this is fun. You know, just, uh, you know, use a fancy cup. You know, just make it kind of fun. Make them a part of it and so that the, the drama subsides. They, they actually, you know, are um, a part of the process. Do you think keeping them on a strict schedule can help? I do think 
generally mealtime should be at a similar time. Um, I was thinking around 30 minutes, you know, back and forth, you know, let's say it's like six o'clock that it should be five 30 or six 30. Um, again, keeping that structure, um, and creating expectations. I do think that it is unrealistic at times. Um, so, uh, I know for us, we have a lot of extracurricular activities and sports and they don't always line up. You know, my daughter's going one way, my son's going the other way. Um, but, um, so just try and be flexible. And, um, I was also saying that, you know, maybe, you know, at snack time, if you have little guys that you can make it a bigger meal, it, it's snack time. And then later on your evening meal might be a lighter one if you have an activity in the evening. So, you know, try and be flexible, try and keep them around the same time. So maybe you can switch up the, the bigger, the bigger meal to suit some of your extracurricular activities if you can't always be present with them as a full family, because that's not always going to happen because you're going different directions. And um, maybe it's, you know, alone time, like I was saying with my son, you know, maybe we have uh, an experience that's just together. Well, my daughter and my, my husband are having their mealtime together because our schedules are off each other. So it actually can end up being special in a different way. Mm-hmm. Do you try to, let's say, have dinner all together, let's say like three times a week or it, it doesn't happen every single day, but try we, to get together? We try and get together and um, maybe it's not just dinner time. Maybe it's another meal time. Maybe it's lunch or maybe it's breakfast. I think breakfast is one of the easier ones because, you know, you're not running off necessarily. Um, especially as your kids get older, your sports get later in the day. Um, the little guys get the earlier slots. <laughs> um, so it's, it tends to be easier to all have something um, like a, a breakfast together um, and where you can really connect. So um, Anne-Marie, how can I introduce new food without too much drama? I think it's really good to have something that the kids are familiar with always on their plate. And you're going to try to be introducing new foods, have that as well. But don't put too much emphasis on if they, they don't try that new food, but always have it there. So each time you're continually to try, you may not put a ton of that new food on the plate because of waste and things like that, but you, you want to always have something new that's challenging them. And one day, I remember you were talking about beets in an earlier episode where you put the beets on the plate and your son the first time looked at it and was like, what the heck are these? Then eventually he ended up that, you know, he did try it on the third time and you didn't give up, right? right? Um, and, um, and maybe they don't like it. That's okay too. Um, maybe, you know, when they get a bit older, you can try it again and they'll love it. So their palates are going to change over time too, but... Um, Try and give them something that's a safe food um, that you know they're going to eat and then so try and challenge them as well. Mm-hmm. How long should I keep my child at a dinner table? Uh, I think that you have to allow them enough time to eat. Um, and so I do think that we're always rushing. So I do believe in having uh, at least 20 minutes to sit down and eat, maybe even half an hour um, or 30 minutes, um, so that they have the ability to be present and understand how they feel when they're eating. If they're rushing and you're just taking five minutes and trying to eat as fast as possible, um, they're really not aware of what they're eating and how they feel. Uh, and I don't think it's creating good habits. So, um, you need to carve out that time, 
uh, again, you know, we live in a culture where we're running. So there are going to be times where you have to be flexible too, but I think that you should try that 80, 20 rule on, you know, I think that's like anything in life, not just food, anything you do that you try and do it 80% of the time that you are doing it the right or the best way for the, and that 20% of the time you might not get it right and be, be okay with that. Should we encourage them to eat? Um, we were chatting about this earlier, and um, I think we can overdo it. Um, I think there's a lot of nonverbal cues we can give them to show them that they're doing well without having to, you know, um, add a boys, I guess, you know, where you're always saying, great job, amazing. <laughs> It's too much. <laughs> you, yeah. you chewed your vegetable like 20 times or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. So I think it can be overdone. I do think that um, that you could um, maybe give some verbal cues if it is a new food and say, I'm really proud of you for being open-minded and trying that. Mm-hmm. But maybe not to the extent where it's overdone because they're just going to turn off. I think too for remembering little ones read our energy so much. And so if we're really anxious about something or really worried that they're not going to be eating something, they're going to start to feel that and not eat things and feel that kind of anxiety and stuff. So we don't want to create anxiety where there doesn't need to be. So just again, leading through example, eating, you know, in front of them and with them and, you know, and, you know, that nonverbal cue of, you know, smiling at them and a little bit of encouragement here and there, but not feeling that pressure, I think is important. Mm-hmm. The big question here is, uh, should we put away technology, turning off all screen? Is that promote a healthy eating habit and reduce drama? I do think that screen time is not the best time at the dinner table or at mealtime. It's not to say that I've never had a meal and watched a movie because that's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> 80-20, I mean, right? Yeah, 80, it's 80-20. Yeah. Maybe that's just like, you know, it sums up a lot of things in life. But uh, I do think that sometimes, again, the idea of being present while you're eating and understanding if you're full or not full. Um, you, we were talking about different cultures. You said that, you know, like where your mom, like, you know, like where I, 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 I love food. So I, when my husband and I were first dating, I used to close my eyes and he thought it was so funny that I was closing my eyes, but I loved like the flavors and like, I loved the mouth feel and I really just enjoyed the whole experience. <laughs> so for me, it was this wonderful thing. And if you have screens on and you're distracted all the time, it really, you can't focus on what you're doing. So I think it's important to put those down. Um, there's also an opportunity to have conversation with your family, um, and, um, reconnect, It's, it's food is social. It's a gathering place. There's traditions. There's so many things that we remember from our childhood that are connected to food that are very special to us. And I think because it involves many senses, it involves not just one. It involves um, you get to eat first of all. You get to taste. You smell. You um, you associate it with a person. Um, it, it's, it's this kind of like this whole experience, um, that, uh, is almost like no other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you talked about closing your eyes, it's funny. I seem to, if I'm really enjoying a food, I kind of dance and kind of will like hum a little bit, which my husband thinks is so embarrassing, but it's so funny because Hudson now in his high chair, when he's eating, he's chewing, he starts lifting his shoulders up and down and he does this little bob and it's so cute. So funny. Like, you must he love he it. He dances Sweet. like his mom. Oh, that's awesome. It's really cute. And I think with the technology is the same thing as we said a bit earlier it's to give a lot of warning because if you're in the middle of texting your friends or whatever your kids are doing give them the time the 10 five and a two minutes warning to uh, get that serotonin down right and then the and the toddlers it's important to have those warnings as well because they just need that transition time so it's really important to give them those cues yeah Mm -hmm. they don't know how to Mm -hmm. uh, manage their own uh, Hormones, right? Emotions. And for the adults too. We have to be good examples because I know a lot of the times, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, you, you can't, you you have to practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put your phone away. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They'll be there when you're done. (laughs) All right, Anne-Marie, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca, but where else can we find you? Um, you can find me at Wellfit Studio, our, our website, as well as Facebook Wellfit Studio, as well as Instagram Wellfit Studio. All right, Heather, I think it's time for a conversation card. Can you please pick one and read it to us? All right, ladies. So today's question is, what's the best birthday party you can imagine? Mm-hmm. There's so many. <laughs> um, I think... You know what? A party, a big party, dancing um, with my friends, um, with karaoke, oh, <laughs> and and really good food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good food, yes, yeah. But being with a big group of friends and having a blast—that's awesome. Yeah, the best birthday party for me would be to have my birthday party at Disneyland. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm such a I know that. Kid. Yeah, that was That's for awesome. my 40th birthday. That's we fun. went to Disneyland. Really? That's yeah, so cool. it was fantastic. It wasn't the day or anything, but it was. That was my kind of birthday gift. And yeah, no, if and especially if, I mean, if money were no object and I could like have a group of friends and literally have a birthday party in Disneyland, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, there we go. That'd You're a big it. kid. Yeah, I totally am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I could pick anything, I would definitely pick uh, a week away somewhere that I love with my all my friends' family so I can celebrate more than one day because I find one day is too short. <laughs> <laughs> Get to know each other and everybody yeah. gets to know each other. And maybe somewhere with a beach like Mexico, all-inclusive, it's really easy. I love that, yeah. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. Um, thank you, Anne-Marie, and thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you for your contribution on a parent's life, helping us be the best parents we can be. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. Or you can subscribe directly to this podcast on our website so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. Please take a minute to review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. And remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. 
Thank you for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner. Thank you.